Matthew, you ready? All righty. Good morning. We are so glad that you have joined us today, and uh, we are continuing with our online services, and uh, we are here to worship God together. We're here to experience His presence, and so wherever you're joining us at today, uh, we just pray that God would uh, somehow uh, communicate to you that which His Spirit is trying to do in this place uh, we're going to continue to lift up our society, our community, in the midst of this COVID-19 and all the things that are going on. Uh, if you would, just bow your heads with me. Let's open up with a word of prayer and pray for our communities, all of our churches, as they're continuing to try to do these uh, live stream services. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have the ability to call upon your name. Today we lift up all of the different churches that are live streaming their services today. I pray, Father, that you would have helped them to accomplish what your Spirit has set before them as a, a job to do, and that you would help them to be at peace uh, Father, I pray for a smooth uh, process in this. I pray that uh, Facebook would uh, stay connected for all of them, that there would be no stress from this service. And Father, more than anything else, I pray that you would be glorified in everything that is said and done. Father, that through the promotion of your word and the worship through this medium, that, Father, people would experience an outpouring of your spirit like never before. Bless this time. Uh, bless those that are in our communities serving those that uh, have COVID-19. I pray for healing for each one who has been infected by this virus. I pray that you would touch them in their body that you would help them to their bodies that you have designed to fight this virus and to be able to build up this system of immunity to this uh, continuing process. And Father, I pray for all those that are serving uh, the sick, that are serving uh, patients in whatever uh, process that may be. Father, that you would protect them in their time of service, uh, whether it be uh, a doctor, a nurse, a chaplain, a social worker, a firefighter, a police officer, whatever fashion that may be, I pray protection over all those. Today, be with us as we worship. We thank you, and we ask for this in your name. Amen.
fitting for this time, Lord. You will make a way, and you will work miracles, Lord God. We just thank you for all that you're doing, the blessings, Lord, that you are bringing upon us, God, during this time, even though it may seem like it's really hard. God, we know you're still there. We know that you're with us. Lord, we just thank you.
desire is that the blessings that you have provided for would be poured out on our children, upon our grandchildren for generation after generation, Father, that they would experience what your presence is doing in our lives. Father, that we would be carriers of your blessing. 
Father, in our, in our media today, they're talking about each one of us having, uh, being uh, potential carriers of this virus, and yet your word declares we are carriers of your blessing even more so. And I pray that we would carry your blessings into our homes, everywhere we go, that we would be carriers of the blessings of God, that it would be poured out on all those generations that come after us, Father, because of how we have chosen to live our lives for you. We thank you for uh, the opportunity to worship today. We pray your blessing on the Word now. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Praise God. This morning we're going to be picking up with our one, another, one anothering series that we have been working on. And this is the third part in this process. Uh, over the last uh, uh, previous weeks, uh, we had covered uh, the first one, which was loving one another. The second one was being members one, with, of one another. The third was honor one another. The fourth was live in harmony with one another. The fifth was build up one another. Six was be like-minded toward one another. And then number seven was accept one another. Number eight, care for one another. Nine was serve one another in love. Ten was don't provoke or envy one another. And each one of them have value in how God wants us to live out uh, this Christian walk. There are things about these that specifically speak to how we interact within the body of Christ. And it's important for us to uh, continually uh, pay attention to each one of these different areas. Today we're going to be picking up with number 11, which is found in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And it is to carry or to bear one another's burdens. This verse is, is stated this way. Carry one another's heavy loads. If you do, you will fulfill the law of Christ. God has placed a responsibility on us as uh, followers of God to support one another, to help. There are times that others in the body of Christ are, are experiencing a, a different level of challenge in their life, and God wants us to come alongside of them and support them in such a way that we help carry or to bear the weight. It's not that we are eliminating them from the equation. It's not that we are saying, listen, you don't have need of doing anything here. What it's saying is we're coming along to assist you in this process. And so I'm excited that in the body of Christ that God has given us the support of one another to endure different levels of heaviness, different levels of hardship, that we don't have to do this alone. We have a support system. I am so thankful that in the midst of this, uh, this COVID-19 stuff going on, this virus, that the body of Christ has been present to support one another, to encourage one another. And it's been difficult because we're thinking, oh, how can I support them when I am not actually being present with them? But the reality is we can support even if we are not physically connected with someone, we can still be a point of encouragement. I've seen more people uh, load up Facebook uh, encouragement pieces along there. It is amazing how much positive things have, have gone about on Facebook as a result of the restrictions placed on us. People have been more encouraging, and that's been uh, a wonderful thing to experience. Number 12 is this, Colossians 3.13. Uh, in some ways, it's got some, similar, some similarities to the Galatians passage. It says to put up with. Again, we look at it as bear each other and forgive one another. This put up with one another and forgive one another, these are actually linked together. And what he's saying in this verse, it says put up with one another, forgive one another, if you are holding something against someone. Forgive just as the Lord forgave you. This is about enduring with someone in the midst of the uh, different things that are going on. This word to uh, put up with or to bear with is about a long-suffering peace. God wants us in the body of Christ to be long-suffering. 
God wants us to be connected with each other in such a significant way that we can um, make it through difficult times. You know, one of the greatest ways that we can uh, experience the true love of God is when we realize that uh, our normal way of doing things has been challenged, and yet we still can uh, experience God's presence together. And so I want to encourage you, regardless of what's going on all around you, this verse, encur- verse encourages us to put up with, to be long-suffering with one another. And then he goes into a deeper level saying that we need to be forgiving. We need to forgive one another. Forgiving is about parting, pardoning. It's about showing favor. And what God is telling us here is there is, there is a need in our lives when we put up with someone because it's, it's challenging our relationships, that we have this extension of forgiveness that goes forth. Now, there is not a greater message, I think, that can be communicated for us today than the need to extend forgiveness to others because of the challenges that are going on around us. We need to be a forgiving people. Scripture says, to to whom much is forgiven, much is required. We have a responsibility to forgive in great measures when God has blessed us and forgiven us. Number 13 actually has got some similarities to number 12, but it separates a few things along. But it also combines this forgiving in there. He says, to be kind to and tenderhearted towards one another, forgiving. Now you think that God is trying to communicate a thought process here for us. The verse actually, Ephesians 4.32 states it this way. Be kind and tender to one another. Forgive one another just as God forgave you because of what Christ has done. So God is encouraging us to be kind in our dealings with one another. Now, I I started to think, well, I have an idea of what it means to be kind to someone. So I started to get into the study of this word kind. And and really, I I was completely off from what I thought it would mean. I just thought it meant that you were were nice to them. You know, that so many times when you tell someone to be kind, you're trying to say, listen, you need to be nice. But really, this word be kind here actually means to be useful. So when God is telling us to, um, to be kind here, what he's saying is that we need to be useful. That the things that we are doing in relationship with one another are to have a benefit, a usefulness to us. And so I, I find that to be completely uh, linked to how God wants us to be within the body of Christ. So we're to be useful to one another. And he says, tender-hearted. This tenderheartedness is about being merciful and showing compassion. Again, this is a perfect uh, thought process for us today because we need to be merciful and showing compassion. People are nervous. People are anxious. People are worked up because of this COVID-19 stuff that's going on. And I'm not telling you that it, it, it doesn't have some serious to it, seriousness to this, this virus. But what I'm telling you is that as b- believers, we need to show a greater level of mercy and compassion to one another. When, when God begins to link these responsibilities that we have to show forgiveness, to show mercy, to show compassion, what it does is it permits us within the body of Christ to function as God has called us to with not getting worked up, with not offending everyone around us, to do it in such a way that we are able to love people in a significant manner, showing them favor. Number 14, 1 Thessalonians 3.12, we are told to abound in love towards one another. Now these one anothering concepts that we're going through in the Scriptures continue to build upon what it will be necessary uh, for us to experience a family with each other. Now, I understand what it is like to have a lot of people living in a small home. 
And I also know that in those moments, you have to be more loving. Love has to abound. This verse, 1 Thessalonians 3.12 says, May the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you. This is about having more than enough. It's to superabound. It is an overflowing about it. See, God's not wanting you to have just enough love to get through the moment. Sometimes we think, God, give me just enough light for the step that I'm on. But God's saying, no, I want you to have enough love, not only for that current moment that you're in, but that you're abounding, that you're overflowing in love. Now, church, I don't know about you, but I need to overflow in love some days because of some of the challenges that are going on all around me. And so I want to encourage you that you allow your love to abound, allow it to increase in such a way that there is an overflowing. Because who knows if somebody that you are speaking to is falling a little short in their love and they need an overflowing of God's presence from you in order for them to make it through. When somebody is able to see you for all the things that you have going on and yet you still remain calm and you still remain loving, then what you do is you allow an overflowing of God's love to uh, impact that person that you are in communication with. So we are to abound. It's to flow out of us in great measure. The next two one another's utilize the same word but attach specific responsibilities to each one. And I think it's important for us to capture each one. 1 Thessalonians 4.18 instructs us to encourage one another. The verse states this, So encourage one another with these words of comfort. Now, he goes on to share that and some different things that we can share to someone, but the responsibility for us in this one anothering process is about building up with divine words, is what this word encourage means. When you get into the Greek on it, it means to build up with divine words. It's about, it's about speaking something into the life of someone else that's going to build them up. And it's not about your words. It's about getting a word from God. Sometimes we need to uh, go outside of ourselves and get some divine inspiration, some revelation. And God is saying that there is a need for us to build up one another, to encourage one another with not the things of this world, but the things that are from God, the things that are life-giving. Scripture tells us that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. See, when we begin to allow God's Word to seep into our lives, and then we begin to encourage those around us, there becomes this divine impartation of the things of God. Number 16 talks about this same encouragement. Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another. The verse specifically states this, but build up, or build one another up every day. Do it as long as there is still time. Then none of you will become stubborn. You won't be fooled by sin's tricks. This word build up, uh, many translation use the word encourage, and that's why it's put there. But I, I enjoyed this uh, translation of this verse for us, because I thought that it really captured some important points for us. To build up one another every day, as long as there's still time, that we will not become stubborn, that none will become stubborn, and you won't be fooled. This is about a fortification. This is about you coming alongside and helping somebody to build this protective um, fortress around them because they are leaning into areas of sin. There is some weakness that is being detected. And so what the Scriptures are instructing us is that we have a responsibility to help encourage someone to build them up in such a way that they will be able to stand in the midst of challenging times of of things that are wanting to to lead them into sin those are that's part of our responsibility 
And I think the more we begin to dig into all these different aspects of God's Word, we really begin to get a picture about what one anothering can do to the body of Christ and how it can enhance who we are. Today I want to I find a landing spot on one last encouragement, and it's, in, um, it's found in Hebrews 10.24. This is number 17 in our list. And it says to stir up one another to love and good deeds. The verse specifically states this. Let us consider how we can stir up one another to love. Let us help one another to do good works. We need to encourage one another. We need to stimulate one another in such a way that the responses that come forth from their lives are about doing good works, about helping and supporting our communities, about supporting those areas that we work in, about supporting our families. Our responsibility as dictated by the Word of God is that we are to stir up within someone else this desire, this, this urgency to serve one another, to encourage one another. And it's specifically directed towards love and good works. That God expects something to come forth from the relationships that we are involved in so that the things that we are speaking and sharing with one another are going to build them up. And so this week I, I challenge you, I task you with this responsibility to find someone that you can stir up something within them to do good works, to, good, to, to inspire them to speak forth the things of God that will bring about hope. We need hope. We need an opportunity to avail ourselves of the hope that can only be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. There is, there is very little as we look in our world and, and see the things that are going on, the death that is happening as a result of this virus, uh, people who are losing jobs, all the things that are happening, there are so many discouraging things and yet we hold the answer in that we have the hope of Christ. But see, that hope is hollow if they don't see certain things being manifested in our lives. That is where we have a responsibility to go out and to serve and to encourage and to build up and to do all these one another in concepts that are established in God's Word. As we begin to allow them to be manifested in our lives, then what happens is we become carriers of hope into a world that is lost and dying and broken that needs someone to inspire and encourage them in some way. And so your responsibility this week is to take that piece and begin to speak into someone today in a way that allows them to see the hope that is still present. That this, uh, this situation that we're currently walking through will have an end. And we will come to a place of worshiping together as a body of Christ. That there will be those that come to Christ as a result of all the things that are going on. All the media that has been flooding Facebook and all the different uh, uh, media channel areas out there. And so I want to encourage you, body of Christ, to allow your light to so shine that the world may glorify your Father in heaven. Would you join with me this morning as we pray together? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to, uh, to support one another, to encourage one another, to build up one another. Father, I am so thankful that we have the ability to lean into your word, your word that never fails us. Father, your presence is always with us. And Father, in the midst of all these things, may you be glorified in all that is said and done. Thank you for this opportunity. We pray for this. We pray for each one of our families. Continue to encourage them. Continue to bless them. We ask for this in Jesus' name. In your name, amen. Church family, I want to encourage you. Um, if you would like to st continue to make your donations, your, send in your tithe. Our online app is still available. You can go out to your app store and you're going to look up the tithely T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y uh, church app. 
and when you download that, you'll search for the Bellbrook Community Church community, and then it'll actually give you access to our, our online giving app that's available both on the uh, Apple and Android platforms, or you can continue to mail in your checks to 3815 West Franklin Street. We so appreciate your continued support in this time. Uh, may you experience the fullness of God. If there is something that we as a, a church can do to bless you, please don't hesitate to let us know, to reach out to us. Uh, we would love to serve you in some way. God bless you. We uh, ask you to have a great day, and we challenge you to serve one another this week in your name. In the name of the Lord, amen.